Matthew 19, eternal life is not something you can earn. As we continue following Jesus to the cross, the Pharisees keep trying to trap him, and people keep wanting to know how to enter the kingdom of heaven the easy way. Jesus quotes scriptures and describes the kingdom and tells us exactly what we have to do. Let's dig in. We're in Matthew chapter 19. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of the Jordan. Large crowds followed him and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you heard, he replied, that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. That means not get married. Then one can accept, um, the one who can accept this should accept this. Like personally for me, I've decided not to marry. Okay? And I'm fine with that. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm married to this ministry, to doing, doing my job, to helping people find and seek the truth. But I'm going to defer to the um, Al-Ain Evangelical Church's Bible study. Again, it's from the YouVersion Bible app. Um, and and uh, they write, people still try and use divorce to divide people. In Jesus's time, there were two options on divorce, <laughs> not like now. One said men could divorce whenever they wished. And another said what Jesus said. It was a divisive issue. Jesus goes back to the beginning of marriage and shows that God never wanted divorce to happen. When they bring up Moses allowing divorce, Jesus basically says this, divorce happens because people are sinful. Divorce happens because people have a sinful nature and follow it. But people who have been restored by God and live together as God designed, uh, be people, I'm sorry, be people who have been restored by God and live together as God designed us. If we truly live as redeemed, restored, and regenerated humanity, then we can deal with our differences with God's help. Marriage is not for everyone. That is what Jesus is saying. The challenge of marriage is that it takes so much effort and work to do it the way God requires. Both husband and wife need this mentality so that it works. Okay, and that, um, that's the end of, of that part of the study. But I gotta tell you, I see the married people in my church that have been married for years and years um, and their marriages work because it, they're all Christ-centered. 
Christ is in the middle of the marriage. And that is very key. And that's not saying they don't have troubles. They don't have problems. You know, sometimes greed gets in the way. Sometimes pride gets in the way. And, but if they turn back to Jesus, the problem gets fixed there, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really just putting Jesus in the middle of the marriage. All right. Continuing the little children in Jesus. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them and he went on from there. Again, Jesus tells us that we need to accept salvation in the kingdom of heaven like a little child. Why? Because we adults tend to overthink everything. It's really rather simple. And I'll show you at the end of the post. Continuing. The rich and the kingdom of God. Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about it? what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones, he inquired. And Jesus replied, you shall not murder. You should not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are, who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. Can you be saved? The answer is yes, because God so loved the world, and that means you too. However, church leaders, false teachers, and priests have so misconstrued the true gospel that they've invented rules, rites, and rituals. You can do all those, but they won't get you into heaven, just like trying to pay your way into heaven. The rich man wanted to know what he needed to do to get into heaven. He didn't like Jesus' answer. He thought that just being good was enough. Unfortunately, you can never be good enough. What's the answer? How do you get saved? Believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away once and for all. 
Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180-degree turn in your life. Surrender your life to him. That's what he means about, about letting go of all the earthly things that you have because you, you know you can't take it with you when you die. Okay? So, and it's not going to get you into heaven. You've never seen a, a, a U-Haul being pulled by a hearse. You know, that's, that's a funny thought, but that's, that's what we're talking about here. You can't take what you've earned in life and pay your way into heaven. It just doesn't work that way. Jesus paid the price for you. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in, to, in tomorrow's in Matthew 20. But you have to repent of your sin. You have to die to your old self and, and uh, raise up in a new life. And that's what you do when, and when you're baptized. You show the world to yourself that you died to your old life and you're born again in Christ. Then receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit in a one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind in the rapture. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. So if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and in this next series, we are focusing on getting to know Jesus through the witness of Matthew, the former tax collector whom Jesus called to help spread the good news of salvation. We need to trust in something that is eternal, not of this world. That is Jesus Christ, our confident hope. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to study the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dive in. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. 
Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.